welcome to ESMA Open Podcasts. Today, Professor Gerald Praga will report on the highlights of this year's ESCO GI Cancer Symposium. Welcome, Professor Praga. Were there any studies that you consider practice-changing? We have seen many uh, very, uh, ab very interesting abstracts. Uh, I want to highlight the most interesting abstracts uh, today. However, so far we have seen a very stimulating data without any uh, paradigm-changing novelties so far when it comes uh, to gastric cancer. Let me first highlight uh, news on immunotherapy, if this is okay with you. We have heard an abstract of the Checkmate uh, 32 trial, which is a trial considering uh, nivolumab uh, uh, treatment in 59 patients with advanced uh, gastric or gastroesophageal uh, cancer. This trial was a phase 1-2 trial uh, with patients had uh, two or more lines of treatment. No biomarker was a prerequisite for including in this uh, uh, trial, and the results were quite stimulating with a response rate of 14% and additional 21% uh, of patients achieving a stabilization of the disease. So in total, one-third of the patients had a disease control rate with a median overall survival of 6.8 months. The median duration of response was 7.1 months. Uh, however, we were wondering uh, why no biomarker were prospectively uh, included uh, to stratify uh, the patients. We have seen data from another abstract, the Keynote uh, 028 uh, trial, which considered pembrolizumab as the experimental drug. 23 patients were included in a quite similar setting as uh, Checkmate uh, 32, however, with the difference that in this trial, esophageal cancer patients were included, which means that 74% of the patients had a squamous cell carcinoma. Again, and quite similar, the patients uh, had before two or more treatment lines. Uh, in this uh, trial, however, PDL1 expression uh, was a prerequisite uh, to be included in the trial. Uh, the response rate was, uh, again, quite stimulating with 31% uh, uh, response, additional stabilization of 13%, ending up in a disease control rate of 44%, and a median duration of response of 40 weeks, so that's uh, approximately 10 months. Um, so from this data, we see that uh, um, immunotherapy seems to be um, a stimulating approach in this kind of uh, patients. Uh, again, another trial with uh, immunotherapy uh, considering a PD-1 inhibitor uh, from John Hopkins University, an extension of a cohort of a clinical trial which already was presented at the ESCO meeting 2015 and was already published in the New England Journal of Medicine last year. Uh, but in this case, the cohort of uh, mismatch repair deficient patients, non-colorectal cancer, GI cancer, but non-colorectal cancer, um, was um, the aim to bring up the population up to 50, per, 50 patients. So far, there was an interim analysis presented at the ESCO GI meeting uh, showing data of the first 17 patients with a response rate of 50% and disease control rate of 70%. So summing up, um, we have seen 
that mismatch repair deficiency seems not only in the colorectal cancer, but also in GI cancer patients outside uh, the colorectal, uh, to be a very reliable biomarker to predict uh, treatment benefit uh, of uh, PDL1, PD1 uh, inhibitor treatment. Thank you very much. That are some very interesting abstracts. Um, and may I ask, were there any new biomarkers on the horizon that were presented? Yeah, we have seen a quite interesting trial, uh, the so-called Maverick uh, trial. It was a clinical phase two trial in colorectal cancer to stratify patients according to their ERCC1 expression level in the colon uh, colorectal cancer cells um, with the hypothesis that the ERCC1 level uh, is uh, predicting the treatment response towards platinum treatment. So in this trial, patients were stratified according to the ERCC1 level, either in receiving Folfox or Folfiri plus in both arms bevacizumab. 376 patients were stratified. However, the results were quite uh, disappointing with no clinical difference in terms of progression-free survival. So this uh, shows that the retrospective analysis of ERCC1 levels in terms of uh, as a predictive value were not proven in this prospective trial. Thank you. And are there any new promising treatment strategies that were presented in early phases that might be interesting for the further development in phase three trials? Uh, here it comes back to the immunotherapy. All the oncology uh, community is looking on the immunotherapy. All these uh, trials we have seen at the ESCO-GI meeting in January this year were small trials in terms of patient numbers. I think, and uh, this is really urged now, is that we have to do uh, bigger randomized trials, that we have to include uh, probably biomarkers like the mismetropia deficiency or pdl one expression or an immunoscore whatsoever uh, to pre-select uh, patients who have a benefit or who might have a benefit out of uh, the immunotherapy in uh, GI cancer. Thank you. Interesting. And were there also some studies on the neoadjuvant treatment? Yeah, we have seen neoadjuvant protocols on uh, rectal cancer. On the one hand, there was a uh, Polish trial, a clinical phase three trials, where 515 rectal cancer patients with uh, CT3 or CT4 stage uh, adenocarcinoma of the rectum were randomized, either in receiving um, 25 a gray radiotherapy followed by three cycles of Folfox treatment compared to the standard arm of uh, 50.4 gray uh, chemo radiation followed by 5FU plus minus oxaliplatinum. Um, we have seen the results that there was no difference uh, in our zero resection rate and no clinically significant difference in the pathological complete response rates. Also, the three years follow-up was uh, quite comparable, although uh, within the study with a uh, quite high local failure rate of uh, 21 to 22 uh, percent when compared to two other studies. So this shows that the neoadjuvant chemotherapy might uh, be the less toxic regimen with the quite uh, 
similar results than when you go to the standard high-grade um, radiotherapy. We have seen also from another trial, the ACROT 12 trial, an update um, where, we, where we have seen uh, the five years results uh, with a local relapse rate of 8.8 compared to 7.8%. In this trial, um, again, um, just for a short summary, as a standard treatment, 45-gray radiotherapy plus capacitabine were compared with a combination of capacitabine plus oxaliplatinum and 50-gray radiotherapy, so the more aggressive treatment. Um, within this trial, there were no uh, statistically significant difference in the outcome. However, uh, we have seen a trend towards uh, a higher rate of overall survival with a hazard ratio of uh, 0.71, but this was not clinically significant so far. So these were also very interesting data on the new adjuvant uh, setting of rectal cancer. Thank you, Professor Prager, for the highlights of the ESCO-GI um, Cancer Symposium. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <music>